takes more than advocating for pink mode as the new dark mode to be a great <laughs> software engineer. This is episode 257 of the Soft Skills Engineering Podcast. I'm your host, Jameson Dance. I'm your host, Dave Smith. Soft Skills Engineering is your weekly advice show for all the non-technical stuff around software development. So I just got, I noticed when I pulled up GitHub today that it detected my operating system and it used dark mode and I was immediately unsatisfied with it you know like why i felt nothing i i thought it would fulfill me <laughs> in some deep way like the thing that was holding me back in life i was looking forward to it so much and now i just on to the next palette yeah <laughs> so you had a hole in your heart and you thought it was a, yeah. a dark mode shaped hole but it turns no. out it was something else no this is yeah this is hedonic adaption for <laughs> color themes for <laughs> websites i guess <laughs> on to pink mode Yep. Surely, surely that will give you the satisfaction <laughs> that you so desperately crave. We haven't hit the right mode yet. <laughs> Just there's only so many. There's a finite number of hex codes for colors. Yeah. I mean, what would be next after pink mode? I feel like blue and orange mode would be interesting. That's like the <laughs> classic movie cover color combination to make stuff pop. What if we just come full circle to light mode? Ah, light mode as like a novel thing. It's like ironically modern. Ah. Oh, so kind of like the, uh, okay, it's like ugly on purpose design, <laughs> but but like the same on purpose, but called different design. Right. And the whole purpose is just to drive ad impressions somewhere. <laughs> Someone is making money off of this. Oh, yeah. Not us, though. Nope. Speaking of money, <laughs> do you want to thank our patrons? <laughs> that was as smooth of a segue as I've ever seen you do. Okay. Thank you. Yes, I do want to thank our patrons. All right, this week we have shout-outs for Ira Chan, Eric Larko, Monkey Face Emoji, Jonathan King, TestingIsDocumenting.org, Adrian Boarding, Roman Denisov, FizzBuzz Influencer, Oladapo Fadigi, Kiaren Svainson, Ragnar Hardison, Nick Hathaway, Travis Sanders, Dennis Bogdanov, Braden Kane, Stephen Armand Lee, John Grant, Taras Haru, Chris Hogan, the Agile Ventures Charity, Nick Kantar, and Philip John Basile. If you would like to join this crew, you can... Give us your entire retirement account at softskills.audio. Click support us on Patreon and then enter in the credentials to your your, your stockbroker. <laughs> I found out that David Bowie sold royalty shares of his future earnings. So maybe we could do something like that. Like the highest Patreon tier is, is like 50 years from now when this podcast is taking over the earth. You're paying for like a 0.1% share of the revenue stream or something like that. Yeah. I like that. And and we'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> 50 years from now? I hope I'm not dead. I mean, that's 84. I could live. Is it 85? 84. I'm 34. Okay. Fine. You can you can still be alive. <laughs> <laughs> you, can deal, you can deal with this problem you've created. Yeah. Future Jameson will solve this once he's old and wise. Yeah, I need to need a little more wisdom and age and years under my belt, and then I'm sure I can solve this problem I created. 50 years ago, I sold $100 million of future <laughs> podcast stock. Uh, and I got to come up with the money somehow. <laughs> but I got 50 years to come up with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, if you'd like to join our Slack community, all you have to do is also go to Patreon at softskills.audio and click support us on Patreon. Any dollar amount gets you an invite at the beginning of the month to our Slack community where you can join hundreds of people who love chatting and have something in common, which is making fun of us. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's so good. Yeah, there's worse things. All right. Uh, I think we have a follow-up story from an episode a few months back. Would you like to share this with us? I would. Hey, if you don't remember, I was that ad agency guy from episode 237. And guess what? I was able to take the patented soft skills advice of quitting my job and getting a new one. Mind you, I had to look while working, but given enough hard work and a bit of luck, I landed a new job and I'm starting this coming Monday and at a product place. I hope you're both doing well and I'm still an avid listener. Have a good one. All right. Congrats. I'm still waiting for someone to... I feel like this is like a, a villain in a movie. Like they quit their job and tried to get a new one on our advice and it their, their life just spiraled downhill. Yeah. Angrily typing to us about how we messed it up. I mean, that, those are all the follow-ups that we don't read on the air. That's true. Yeah. You have no way of knowing. <laughs> for every one positive story we get, there's probably a hundred that we have to throw away that were about how terrible it was to follow our advice. In fact, you have no way of knowing if this one is even real. <laughs> That's true. You can just say whatever you want into a microphone. <laughs> you can. I've, I thought maybe someone would stop me, but they haven't. Not yet. Should we read our first question, Dave? Sure. I shall. Okay. This comes from an anonymous listener who says, I'm currently in my first job as a software engineer. Before working full-time, I worked at a company at the company as an intern. And during the last few weeks of my internship, the engineer manager asked, we want to bring you on full-time. What are your salary expectations? Naive me, not wanting to cause any trouble, responded with a very moderate number. They gave an offer that was 10% less than that, but with, quote, really good benefits. So, <laughs> so I accepted. Just over one year later, I feel like I've proven my value to be substantially more than what I asked for, and I know I'm making 10 to 30% less than my peers. Well, you know you're making 10% less, at least. <laughs> <laughs> A couple of weeks ago, I had my salary review, and rather than the management be being open to negotiation, which is what I had expected going in, they just told me, quote, you'll be making 4% more this year. After the meeting, I mentioned to my manager that I felt that the raise wasn't representative of the value that I would be giving the company. He responded that the pay, quote, was within expected ranges for my job title and experience. I was a little hurt by this because I want to be paid based on the value that I provide, not based on my title or experience. I don't think I should quit the job because I get along well with the team, I enjoy the work, and they are paying for my master's tuition on the side. What should I do? What you shouldn't do is go into the salary the salary discussion, expecting it to be a negotiation. We've said this before, but that's like a few months too late <laughs> to, yeah. to have anything happen, especially if it's a big company. That's That's all been in spreadsheets for months right <laughs> we and we have said this before but this bears repeating i don't think people understand just how early salary changes are decided and let me just say it's not when you walk through the door to get your <laughs> salary review i can see why this idea is attractive too that if you just if you're just smooth enough if you have prepared enough if you have the right arguments mm -hmm. that you can just talk your way it's like it's like thinking you can go into a car dealership and if you're good enough at negotiation, they'll just give you the car for free. Like <laughs> <laughs> there's yes. some constraints there that, that are immutable no matter how slick you are. Yeah. No matter how tall you are and how perfect your hair is. Yep. The two keys to uh, excellent negotiation skills. That's right. Tall and good hair. That is the stereotype. So what uh, what do you do? Is this going to be another time machine answer? No. I feel like I get one of those a month. Okay. <laughs> you already used April's time machine. But if I had a time machine, <laughs> I could borrow from future months. <laughs> oh, I'm starting to detect a theme here, Jameson. 
(laughs) 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 Yeah, time machine won't work. You're working for next comp cycle or an out-of-band compensation change. Yeah. Oh, man, this this actually sounds like my first job, which was I joined a company. Well, first of all, I interviewed with the company, got a job offer, but the start date was a couple months out. And between my interview and start date, the company that I had interviewed with got acquired by a huge company. You know, I was like, well, do I even have a job? Well, yes, I did. So I went and started the job at the now huge company. And the new huge company came in and said, yeah, we're going to do raises a little differently. Which means better. (laughs) Better for everyone, right? Everyone gets more money. Right. (laughs) Good news. We're changing how raises work. (laughs) (laughs) We just bought this little company. And you know what we think? None of you are paid enough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. That's like bizarro world. Anyway, so no, that is not what they said. What they said was, we're moving everyone to have their raises happen on the same month of the year regardless of how long you've been here which for me of course meant that i went like 18 months without my first raise because the the date that they picked i was like you know how in the american public school system how depending on your birthday you can be as much as almost a year younger or older than the other kids in the class yeah that's kind of how i felt here like i i was yeah i was off so anyway 18 months in and uh i did not know anything that i know now (laughs) And I went into my salary review, just like this question asker, and sat down and they said, look, Dave, we're just really happy with your work. Uh, We think you're doing great. And that's why we're giving you a 3.5% raise. And yes, that is 0.5% higher than we gave other people in your position. (laughs) And uh, do you want to know what I did? You felt 0.5% better. I felt so appreciated. Uh, no, Jameson, I quit my job. <laughs> and I got a 20% raise to do that. It's really hard to change this. And I know you said you don't want to quit your job, but that's that's the ultimate leverage you have, right? Is I can go somewhere else. Like it's, it's really hard for companies to reevaluate someone's value without taking into account how much they're already paying them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's, I mean, it, this is one of those, cases where if we knew everything it'd be interesting to do some analysis to say like does it really cost them more it, would it be cheaper to just give people raises that ask that think they're worth more or like overall is it still better for them somehow but either way the the vast majority of companies will just say like especially for junior developers they're they're kind of anchored at your early skill set and early value and it's hard to change that trajectory even if you're improving and growing quite a bit yeah i know you don't like this i can't well i can't remember i know you have not liked this in the past but i mean market value is a is a powerful argument and bringing some data about what it would cost to hire someone with your skill set and ability is is a thing the other thing is a promotion if you feel like you are contributing well above your level and are and are very strong then maybe that means you're ready for the next level and that can be a time to do sort of a salary reset yeah although sometimes promotion salary changes are anchored by your current salary as well the uh, reason a promotion might be a good option is because it it usually can uh, happen out of cycle so otherwise you might have to wait a whole year to get an adjustment but a promotion can maybe get you an adjustment before that. Yeah. Depending on the company. Those are sort of like two opposite approaches, trying to get competing offers or market data and getting a promotion. Because one of them is is like pulling back from the company a little bit and saying, well, I could go these other places. And the other one is almost doubling down and saying, I am working really hard to, to grow and, and I want to be recognized for that. Mm-hmm. 
So maybe you do both. It's like the carrot, the stick. I don't know. I yeah. Your manager should know what kind of raise you're looking for, and it shouldn't be a surprise. That's that's like the key to yeah salary negotiations. And I think maybe that's what's really missing here is the person showed up and just said, "Please, sir, may I have some more?" And yeah, the answer was no. I mean, yes, you can have four <laughs> percent. <laughs> but but what what they should be asking is, I want this dollar amount, this amount of money. What do I need to do to get that? And I think people, yeah. they go into these negotiations actually not knowing what they want. It's almost like Christmas. You're like, I hope I get a good present from Santa. You know, and it's like, yeah. that's fine if you don't care about maximizing your income, which, which I think some people don't. I, I, I don't want to poo-poo that. That's great. But if yeah. you want to have a really great Christmas, you should give your friends and family a list. <laughs> 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 Which is a little bit uncouth in social and family circles. But in the in the workplace, if you have something you want and it's a dollar amount or British pounds, as we'll find out in our next question, then just ask for it. Say the number. Your your boss is really comfortable with these numbers because your boss sees all the people's numbers. You know, <laughs> so yeah. just say the number you want. And if your boss has a problem with that, what are they going to do? They're not going to fire you because you asked for too much money. Yeah. I mean, you got to know the constraints, right? Maybe maybe it literally is impossible to, to achieve that number. Yeah. But how would you know if you don't ask for it? Yeah, exactly. Or, or maybe, I mean, maybe you'd have to switch teams or, or get a promotion or, or yeah, like you, you just need to know how to help your boss build the case for you that you are worth that much money. And that takes a while. And you want, you want them to be your partner in this, not like you said, your, your Santa Claus, your benevolent fairy godmother just bestowing like magical gifts upon you yeah exactly uh have we answered the question i think so let's summarize you're way too late you uh should be talking about specific numbers well in advance of the salary review and odds are you're gonna have to quit this job to get the number you want (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i'm sure it happens sometimes but i just the the vast majority of salary raise like I got more money discussions are coming. I've heard come from quitting your job. So yes, that's, that's what the money's for. I know you really like the place you're in and and that's why it's a hard decision because you might be trading more money for worse other stuff. Could be good other stuff too. I don't know. Could be, or it could be very, very bad. In which case you can come back with your tail between your legs to your previous job and say, I'm sorry, sir. 4% was enough for me. (laughs) more you want some more (laughs) well i mean thinking so the precedent is they negotiated you down last time you gave a number so it's possible that if you came back they would say yeah you got to take a pay cut to come back just to prove (laughs) you want it yeah just to rub your face in the dirt a little bit yeah just to prove that you're not ever going to do this money thing again yeah yeah (laughs) know your place I don't think that will happen. Next question. I'm going to read it. I'm not going to ask. I'm going to do it. I'm feeling bold. Okay. You have my permission anyway, even though you didn't ask for it. No, I don't. <laughs> nope. I did it before you gave me permission. Hear ye, hear ye, gods of podcasts. I have a question for these. It's actually a question for thee. Let me correct your old English grammar. <laughs> I think my salary is okay. 60K in the pounds in the UK. And I have brought up the subject of raises a couple of times with my boss two years ago and one year ago. Both times I was told I'm doing pretty well, but they'll look into it. So far, no sign of a raise, but I'm not annoyed. I really like my job and the people I work with are great. I'm now on paternity leave and have taken the time to do some interviewing to see what's out there and keep my skills sharp. It turns out I could earn a lot more. Who knew? 
I'm now caught between going back to my boss with these other offers to say, actually, turns out I'm not doing great. Give me more money or quitting my job for more money, but a potentially worse job. Help. How do I say more money, please? Or I leave, but nicely. <laughs> I like that. Are we allowed to make fun of British politeness? Is that? I don't know. Is that? Okay. Okay. I just didn't know. Is that a trait? <laughs> Well, I just love how I don't know, like formality. I guess is that what you mean? You know, I, you know what? I'm, I think I'm mixing up two cultures here. I think I'm mixing up Canadian culture and British culture. <laughs> so sorry. Great. Now I just made fun of both cultures. They both have the same queen. <laughs> so it makes sense. <laughs> That's the true. connection your brain is making. <laughs> that culture just flows from the top. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just thinking. I just like the final question here. How do I say more money, please, or I leave, but nicely? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Say please twice. Please, more money, please, or I leave. And then that cancels out the threat at the end. <laughs> Two pleases cancels one threat. Yeah. <laughs> okay, got it. So good job. You have brought up the subject of raises for a while now, right? Like that's, you're not just showing up in the salary discussion and saying, I would like more, please. You're already taking some of the advice we gave our past question asker. And also you're taking some of the other advice, which is you you went out and got market data. So now you know. You know what you could go make. Mm -hmm. I think you can make a case to this company why it's in their best interest to pay you more in a way that doesn't sound very threatening, even if they, I don't know, even if it is a threat, I guess, under under the hood. But you can just tell them <laughs> this. Like, I want to stay here. It's costing me, like, I like working here. I like the impact I have and the work I do and, and my boss. Here's how much money it's costing me. And, and I'm having a hard time putting up with that cost. Like, how can you make it easier for me to, to stay here? And I got to say, a couple of years ago, maybe five years. Wait a minute. When did we start this show? Has it been five years? Uh, 257 I, divided by 52. Yeah, five <laughs> years. Holy cow. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> First of all, oh, my goodness. Episode one was March 7th, 20. We missed our five-year anniversary, Jameson. What? It was March 7th. Oh, that's how I roll on this anniversaries <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Not the first time. <laughs> that just crept on by and no one even noticed. Well, see you at six years. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> and we have to. We remember. Okay, well, anyway. For the anniversary. The reason I was thinking back is, uh, is that my perspective on this question has evolved over the last few years. Maybe even over the last five years and one month and one week. <laughs> And that is that I used to think it was a super scumbag slimeball move to go out on the market and get offers only to then shop them back to your employer to say, give me a raise to meet these. And I've just kind of stopped thinking that. I don't know what changed about it. Why? I don't know. You became a slimeball? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it just kind of occurred to me that like we're, we're not really in this. We don't program for money as a job just because that was very poorly worded <laughs> um wait you <laughs> hang on dave i i get paid <laughs> have you been working for free this whole time <laughs> <laughs> so my yes my perspective changed when i got my first paycheck last year <laughs> <laughs> uh, huh. but i think i just I think for a lot of years, I thought of, you know, the missionary versus mercenary analogy. Yeah. Where people who are mercenaries, well, you're just in it for the money. You don't have any heart. You have no soul. Yeah. The people with all the equity want missionaries, it turns out. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
anyway, I guess I just was kind of on the missionary side. Like, look, you got to be loyal. But but I've realized that your work environment has a lot to offer you as a worker. And the financial compensation you get for doing work is a big part of that pie. And I think for me, that part has become more important as my children have gotten older and more expensive. And more expensive, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but I guess I feel like it's not for me. Like, I'm a slime ball for the children. <laughs> <laughs> Their Lego habit is not cheap. Yes. Tell you what. Oh, yeah. Legos are the most expensive plastic. <laughs> huh. Okay. Well, I think I agree with you. I mean, they're looking for how to save money all the time, right? And and mm-hmm. especially if it's a big company, there could be these wide sweeping changes to reorganize departments and move people around and some people will get their jobs cut because of that or their roles changed. And that that just happens. Like people just get ground up in the gears of of these giant companies. You can't change stuff without affecting some people. Mm-hmm. And they're still going to do it cuz it's worth it to them. So I yeah I I think I agree with you. Like you're striking a balance where it's not unreasonable because you're not just asking for a number without knowing that that's a, a I don't know you could get something similar somewhere else. You're not just waltzing in and saying double my salary or else. Yeah. So you're not you're not being unreasonable, and they can figure out if it's worth it to them or not. And and you can also make that decision too. I mean they might just say no. Like um, we can't give you a raise. Sorry, we just can't afford it. And then you get to decide. Okay, is it worth I don't know, this 10%, 20%, whatever it is, loss of income, of potential income to stay in this environment that I know I like. Yeah. And that's a that's a much better position to be in than just like, I hope that this is the year they finally do it. Yeah, exactly. I think for me, the thing that really changed my perspective on this whole thing of being willing to be more deliberate about it and more specific about it, like you're saying, is that I worked at a, a gigantic company where it was literally impossible for any individual who has joined this company in the last 10 years to feel like they could make that kind of huge impact. Like, I'm a missionary for this huge company. You know, it's just, yeah. <laughs> it's impossible, right? The numbers just didn't work out. It's like, this company employs yeah. literally a million people. It just doesn't work. So I think I just, I saw a lot of matter-of-factness about salary and earnings, and I realized that that's fine. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. So anyway, yeah. how does that actually pertain to this question? I think the answer is, like you were saying, Jameson, it's just not that hard. For, for It shouldn't be that hard for you to go and just say the facts. I think I'm, I think I'm worth more on the market, and I would like this company to, to pay me market rates. Yeah. And that, that's just impossible to argue with. And yet, for some reason, we as engineers, we feel so emotional about that. You know? what I mean? Like we, we, we carry a lot of emotion with that conversation, but your manager probably feels about 10 times less emotional about it than you do. Yeah. I mean, they might feel emotional in that, like they're going to worry that if they say no, or we can't get the money to you somehow, then, then you're going to quit and it'll yeah. make their life worse, sure. but they're not going to be, I, I mean, they would, they would have to be pretty immature to say, how dare you yeah. have the audacity <laughs> to want to make a little more money for doing the same job. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think you're absolutely right. Like I just can't imagine one of my employees coming to me and saying that and then me being like, I thought you were a good person. <laughs> I thought you were in it for the love of the game. Yeah. Turns out you're just another mercenary. <laughs> like like me. <laughs> anyway, so there is still the element of you are potentially wasting the time of other companies just to go out and get a data point for your company and your own 
personal good. And I still don't love that. So I would say just from an ethics perspective, only interview at places where you think there's actually a good chance that you would take that job. And I think with that, and then a little bit of diplomacy on the other end, you can do just fine. Yeah. All right. You did it. You answered I it. I did it. <laughs> wow. I helped, but you did it. Uh, you held my hand the whole way through that, Jameson. <laughs> but I did it. <laughs> yes. What should people do if they want Dave's answers to more of their questions? <laughs> well, I don't recommend this, but go to softskills.audio and click the Ask a Question button where you can fill out our form. And we just want to say thank you to everyone who does that every week. There are so many of you, and we love you all. And we will one day answer every single question. Is this a new marketing technique where you're saying, like, I, I bet you can't even go ask a question. I dare you. <laughs> I don't think you have what it takes to ask a question. What people don't know is that we use a Google form and a Google spreadsheet. And Google has a whole new advertising platform where we get paid two pennies for every row that I guess added to that spreadsheet. Yeah, they're going for growth first and then they'll figure out the revenue yeah. model <laughs> later. <laughs> Engagement as measured by spreadsheet rows. Yeah, brilliant. Somebody got promoted to VP for that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think we're done. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>